resolving whatever is right in front of you is also resolving what is behind you. It's so cool. Like you don't have to get into the story. You don't have to remember anything. You don't have to dig stuff up. You can just allow yourself to tap and talk about the disturbance, guide yourself to have a emotional release, and then begin in the second round to tap on more regulating thoughts and more centering, grounding perspectives. You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, episode number 391 with guest Gabby Bernstein. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here joining us today. Hey, if you're not following me on TikTok, well, wait, let me back up. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, I've mentioned it several times over the last few months or so. It's not just a bunch of dancing teenagers. Yes, they're on there. But the one of the things I really like about TikTok is that it figures you out fairly quickly based on what videos you watch all the way through, what you're scrolling past, what you're liking and commenting on, and probably some other like weird algorithm magic spying on you that I don't know about, nor do I really want to know about. Uh, anyway, all that to say, they, they, they quickly figure you out and show you all the best things that you want to see. One of those best things might be me giving out life advice. I'm over there making videos regularly. They're very short between, I don't know, 15 seconds, no longer than one minute because that's the limit. And it's really fun. I'm having fun over there. Please follow me. Hey, Andrea Owen on both Instagram and TikTok. It's super fun. Come and say hi over there. Leave me a comment. Say hello. The other thing I wanted to tell you is that if you haven't heard, pre-orders are available for Make Some Noise, which is my new book coming out in August that I spent most of 2020 writing. And if you head over to andreaowen.com slash noise, you can pick where you want to grab a copy. We also have a special bonus for anyone who orders both the print version of the book or the ebook and the audiobook, because I think that that y'all needed a special bonus. That to me, like I only do that with my most favorite books or my favorite authors. So I am so grateful and honored when people do that. So you all get a special bonus. There's bonuses for everyone, even if you just buy the one copy, which I'm incredibly, incredibly thankful if you just buy the one copy, whichever you choose, audiobook, print, and this book is about the subtle and sometimes not so subtle ways that we have been conditioned as women, that we have been socialized to think, to act, 
to react, to believe about ourselves, about other women, about the world around us. It was very interesting to do research on this, and I'm not done. I know that my next book is going to be an extension of this one. That tends to happen sometimes. I'm currently obsessed. I'm not I'm not going to say too much. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I tend to do that. AndreaOa.com slash noise. And uh, yeah, I'm also doing a free workshop for anyone that pre-orders. That's coming up next month in July. So thank you again for pre-ordering. I have a special series coming up. So many fun things around making noise and what that means to you, the listener, what that means to other women, colleagues of mine, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So Gabrielle Bernstein is on the show. I'm excited for you to hear this conversation. I like it when conversations sort of organically go in their own direction. And this one did not disappoint. So for those of you that don't know her, let me tell you a little bit about her. For over 15 years, Gabrielle Bernstein has been transforming lives, including her own. The number one New York Times bestselling author has penned eight books, including The Universe Has Your Back, Super Attractor, and the latest, her first Audible original, You Are the Guru. Gabby was featured on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday as a next generation thought leader, and the New York Times identified Gabby as a new role model. She co-hosted the Guinness World Records largest guided meditation with Deepak Chopra and appears regularly as an expert on Today and Good Morning America, among other publications. So without further ado, here is Gabby. Gabby, thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's great to be with you. So nice. I am so excited to talk to you because I I have a variation of questions based on the work that you do. I want to start with cord cutting meditation because I know this is one of the free meditations you have on your site. And I think everyone listening has a past relationship that they would like some closure on, whether it's romantic or not. So talk to us about that. What First of all, what is cord cutting and how can it be used to help someone get some closure? We all have, whether we realize it or not, energetic ties to people, people that we don't even necessarily know. Now, this Mm -hmm. is very important. It's a clear, it's it's obvious when it's a breakup and you kind of can't stop thinking about that person 10 years later and that, that, that you feel their energy in your field and you just like, there's nothing you can do about it. So that's one example of like a energetic cord attachment to someone. And that's an obvious one that I think that even if you're not a very spiritual person, you could kind of identify with. But we also can have cord attachments with people that we don't even know. For instance, uh, if you're, uh, let's say like a celebrity has a bajillion people following them on social media and there's all this energy on them and people hooking into their field and to their energy, There, there's almost like daggers sent over there, right? There's like good energy, bad energy. It's like sort of this wide open. And that's actually not just for a celebrity. That's all of us because we all have our own uh, media profiles these days. So even right. if you have 15 people following on social media or 15,000 people following on social media, it's still a lot of people thinking about you all day long and in some way. So these the thoughts and the energy that people project onto us can be a, a, like a cord attached to us from millions of miles away. It has nothing to do with time and space. It has to do with the energy. So if we feel in any way that we're drained or we feel that we are uh, anxious and even at times, that's 
often an indication that there's an opportunity to cut some energetic cords, particularly if there's any kind of turmoil or tension within a relationship, the, the cord cutting process can be very valuable. Now, what it is, is it's a metaphysical process that happens through spiritual practices like meditation. And as you mentioned, I have a cord cutting meditation that I, I offer, and there's all kinds of cord cutting meditations in different books that I've written. And what you would do is you'd visualize yourself in the presence of the other person, or in this, in the case of people that you don't know, you can just almost envision uh, where the cords may be. And in your meditation, if you allow yourself to open up your creative uh, visualization in your meditation, you can actually start to see like, oh, the cords are in my neck or they're in my back. And you can identify that at the deeper you go into your meditation. And what you would do in a cord cutting meditation is invite in a spiritual presence to cut the cords. That could be uh, a visualization of an angel, like Archangel Michael, who has mm -hmm. a sword, can cut it, come in and just cut that cord with the sword. Or you can almost envision, if you wanted to, I like to vision, envision myself at times. This is just a vision that came to me where I was holding like a big scissor and I was just chopping down, like almost like, you know, if you're chopping yeah. down a bush, like those, like, like, like just, I don't even know what, you, what you'd call like it. Hedge like, clippers. Hedge cutters. <laughs> yeah. And I was just hedging all those freaking cords. That, that is something that I actually do uh, religiously. I do it at least once a month. I do it on my own. And I also do it with an energy healer named Wendy DeRosa, who um, is a dear friend of mine. She don't, she doesn't work privately anymore, but she has a book coming out. So I want to plug her, but, um, but Wendy will cut my cords and really clear me because she's sort of like my um, energe energy doctor. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it's extremely valuable to start to build these kinds of practices into our life because look, we take showers every day, but we don't take energetic showers. And a practice like cord cutting is, is indeed a energetic cleansing, particularly when you have a riff with someone there were some people that, uh, particularly if there's people you work with or people that you're entangled with romantically, yeah. there's a lot of cords. There's a lot of cords attached. It's so interesting because the way I used to look at it when I first heard about it, I thought it was this sort of one and done you know, thing that you do and then you're and then you're so much better and you can go skipping through your life. But I love that you mentioned that you do it once a month because we're constantly in relationship with people, you know, whether it's the UPS driver or yeah. our partner or everywhere. And what's what I also found interesting, I recently uh, interviewed someone who came on the show who she works with realtors to do that in homes that yes. realtors are trying to sell, yes. which I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's so smart. Mm -hmm. I do that too. Every new home I purchase, I work with a woman who um, every time I've moved home, it's not like I'm out there like purchasing millions of homes, but like every time I, <laughs> I was I, like, damn girl, get it with the real estate. Exactly. <laughs> like as I build my real estate. Um, but, but anytime I've moved, I've had the person come through and sort of look through the house energetically, cut the cords and clear out any stuff that doesn't need to be there. Got it. Okay. Well, let's, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about people pleasing and judgment because you walk through people through the steps in judgment detox um, with EFT, emotional freedom technique. So I'm super curious if you could tell the listeners, what does your EFT practice look like? And, and, and like, actually let's start from the beginning. And can you quickly explain to people what that is if they've never heard of it? Yeah. I also just want to acknowledge that your lead in questions are awesome. <laughs> oh. Like, let's just get right to it, girl. Okay, here we go. I just jump in the deep end. I yeah. know that's how I like to do it. It's like only big talk. So <laughs> here we are. EFT is called emotional freedom technique. It is a practice that in many ways has saved me 
and, and helped me through PTSD, helped me through the recollection of dissociated trauma and, and remembrance of trauma. It is a tool that I use for phobias, bad habits, changing my nervous system in a minute. It is similar to uh, EMDR. If someone has heard of EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, that's a therapeutic process that you would need to do with a trained EMDR specialist. But what's so fabulous about EFT, emotional freedom technique, otherwise known as tapping, what's so valuable about it is that you can do it for yourself. It's very helpful in the beginning to do it led by a video on YouTube or my friends at the Tapping Solution or one of my free videos of tapping. It's very helpful to have that person leading you. But once you get the hang of it, you can be self-taught and you can start to tap on your own. Mm-hmm. It's not that complex. I've, I've done it before. No, the not. actual process is quite simple. It's just the value of having some a guide through a free resource on YouTube, like yeah. Brad Yates or someone like that. It, the, the helpful benefit of that is that there's a container that you're being held in rather than taking yourself into like an emotional disturbance that you shouldn't necessarily be going into. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Gotcha. what happens is, is you tap on these different energy meridians, uh, the, the karate chop point, the eyebrow, the side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, the chin, the collarbone, and under the arm, right on the bra line. And you tap in this cycle. It doesn't matter what side, you could tap both sides, but you have to go in that cycle. And as you tap on these different energy meridians, you are uh, stimulating the vagus nerve to help you regulate out of that sympathetic state into a parasympathetic state. You're calming your nervous system. You're uh, also really sending a message to the amygdala, the fight flight response, that it's safe to settle. It's safe to uh, step back, step aside. And in that more resourced place where we're not in that heightened level of hyperarousal and fight and flight, we can also, we can begin to allow our nervous system to process unresolved energetic disturbances. So an unresolved energetic disturbance could be something as minor as my son had a tantrum this morning and I'm annoyed by it to I am resolving a, a PTSD. It doesn't mean that the the tantrum might clear a lot faster than the PTSD, but you will get relief in the moment from both with EFT. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, 90% of the time, I think you'll get you'll get relief. And when you practice EFT, you actually identify what's the most pressing issue. And so let's say it's someone that's struggling with PTSD, but they don't want to talk about the trauma. They can just tap on the most pressing issue that they have gut issues. Like their stomach is messed up. Their stomach might be messed up because of the trauma. So just tapping on the stomach, that being the most pressing issue in the moment actually is working on the trauma. Resolving whatever is right in front of you is also resolving what is behind you. And so it's it's so cool. Like you don't have to get into the story. You don't have to remember anything. You don't have to mm-hmm. dig stuff up. You can just allow yourself to tap and talk about the disturbance guide yourself to have a emotional release and then begin in the second round to tap on more regulating thoughts and more centering grounding perspectives. It's something that we could do together today to just experience it. And it tapping is one of the most powerful techniques for anyone who is devoted and committed to feeling better and wants a a fast solution that they can turn to and use on their own when they're 
in need. I highly encourage people to use it because I first heard about it in the 90s. So my dad got sober and was being treated for depression and chronic anxiety. And we were having coffee and he told me about it, that his therapist had recommended it. And then, you know, I was in my early twenties and I was like, that is weird. And he even kind of thought it was weird, but he was like, um, it's working. And so fast forward 15 years later or so, and I was, my, my daughter was five at the time and she was hospitalized for appendicitis and had to have an appendectomy. And at the same time I was dealing with somebody who was, who was infringing on my trademark. And I was going back and forth with my trademark attorney, trying to figure this out. And it was just so stressful. And I was in the shower. My daughter was still in the hospital. And I, and I was like, I, I, I can't, I can't with this anxiety and stress. And so I'm like, Oh, I'll tapping. So I tried it. And I'm not kidding you. It felt like I had taken like half a Valium. And as someone who loves Valium, who's been sober for a long time, yeah. Yeah. I was sold. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is amazing. I mean, you're making a nice point too. I think tapping is a beautiful resource for people in recovery because most people who have dealt with addiction are traumatized. They, trauma is, I believe, the root cause of addiction. So those of us who are clean and sober can really use a resource like tapping and it will be very beneficial along that sober recovery journey. I want to make sure I mention yeah. that. Yeah. For sure. Thank you. Well, speaking of anxiety, you know, the last year has been rough on most people. So what are some of the methods or tools that you teach about and or use in in your daily life for relieving anxiety? Pandemic or no pandemic? I tap. I meditate. I meditate listening to binaural beats. So it's, it's funny. It's like, I really like bilateral stimulation because I'm a big, a big EMDR practicer. I practice EMDR in my therapy, but um, in my, when I'm being therapized, what I would do is uh, li- listen to binaural music, which is music that goes from different sounds in either ear, right, left, right, left. And what it does is it stimulates the bilateral brain functioning, which allows us to open up our window of tolerance to feel and process unresolved unconscious emotions. In that meditative state that I can guide myself into with the music, I find that that combination of meditating and getting into a deep restful state, listening to binaural beats really grounds me tremendously. And it's actually something that I've upped big time in the 2020, 2021 era. I do 40 minutes a day of meditating with the bilateral music. And I have been really grounded and safe as a result of using that practice. I have mastered the art of self-regulation because I am a survivor of trauma. I am a person who has recovered from PTSD. And I also, with a lot of gratitude, can express that I have recovered from postpartum anxiety and depression, which was for me very severe. It was suicidal depression Mm -hmm. and insomnia. And so I had to become the master of self-regulation in order to survive those experiences. And I'm really proud to say that there's freedom on the other side that you can go through these very, very difficult moments in life and you can resolve the anxiety, but it's no small thing. And 
and and there's lots of levels of support that are required. And sometimes those levels of support for one person may be deep therapy, or it could be EMDR, it could be tapping or somatic experiencing, or I'm just naming different different therapeutic practices, but the types of things that really help me were, were tapping, we're listening to the binaural music. Um, I, I would love to do a hold, like putting my right hand on my heart and my left hand on my belly and just repeating the, the affirmation, I am safe. And breathing in deeply and exhaling completely, I am safe. And that alone was so valuable for me. I appreciate you mentioning that. I also experienced postpartum anxiety. I had I had been diagnosed years before that, but when I had my first child, I had severe postpartum anxiety and also paranoia, which was terrifying as as someone who hadn't experienced that side of anxiety mm-hmm, before. And, mm-hmm. and for me, I wasn't uh I wasn't far enough into my personal development journey to um to ask for help because I was so afraid that I would be deemed a bad mother. Mm-hmm. And I, I, because I was struggling with paranoia, mm-hmm. I was afraid that I would ha- get my child taken away. Yeah. And, and which I know for, for new moms can be very, very scary. So I appreciate your transparency. Yeah. And I also really want to say that um, because getting medicated saved my life. And yeah. I have to say that on interviews like this, because in our space, in the wellness world, there's a lot of shaming around antidepressants. And I think that's a fuck, that's fucking bullshit. And mm-hmm. I have, I because, and I'm, you know, I'm very emotional about it because I spent five months in daily, not sleeping at all, complete insomnia, complete panic attacks, agoraphobia, and suicidal depression. And all of that could have been five months of my life that I could have been enjoying with my son had I had not felt the shame of medication. And it took me to have my therapist literally stage an intervention where she said, I have to get medicated for me to finally see the light. And I just have to be a voice in the spiritual wellness space that says that that there is a time and place for, for psychiatric support and that you absolutely cannot spiritually override that or be too, you know, too, uh, too green to go there, whatever the fuck you want to mm-hmm. say, because that will will destroy you. And if you someone said to you, you have a heart condition, you should be taking a blood thinner, you'd fucking take it. Okay. I mean, hopefully, right. right? But you know, we're seeing a lot of people's opinions and theories that are impacting the livelihoods of others. And so I have to be a voice for the other side, which is that when you are having a biochemical condition, it is imperative that you seek psychiatric support. That doesn't mean that that's the only answer. You have to do both. You have to be devoted to therapy. You have to be devoted to meditation. You have to be devoted to your well-being and your exercise and your food and your consciousness. But sometimes you have to get that medicated support to get back to baseline and feel safe enough to live. Here, here. I just, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I appreciate that so much. Last question. You have a new book, Super Attractor, Methods for Manifesting a Life Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. So I'm curious what you would say to someone listening who hasn't really started or ever done the practice of man, like maybe they've heard of a vision board or like the movie, the secret, which actually was a book before it was a movie, you know, what was that? 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. So what should they know? I think that the most important thing that someone should know 
about manifesting is that manifesting isn't about getting things. It's about feeling good. Mm-hmm. In my book, Super Attractor, the subtitle is uh, Methods for Manifesting a Life Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. And so people are like, yeah, sign me up for that. But the, the real major important m- promise of that book is that when you feel good, you will attract your desires. And a lot of people have it backwards. They think when I'm when I'm getting what I want, I'll feel good. It's quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's when you really attune your energy, your nervous system, your thoughts towards what is of the highest and best for you in the world, that's when you begin to become a super attractor or embrace your super attractor power. We're already super attractors. We just forget. So bringing in the awareness that it's not about getting, but it's about being is probably the most important adjustment that I would make to anyone that's on the path of of embarking on a manifesting journey. That's a huge lesson. I think often that people forget and then get frustrated when their quote unquote manifesting isn't working. Totally. They're like, I call them manic manifestors. They're like, I'm doing everything (laughs) right. Why am I not getting it? Why am I doing the action from a place of being pissed off about it is the opposite of attracting what you want. And so it's important. It's an important distinction. Like, don't do anything unless you're in full bodied alignment with it, because it's when you're in that, what I refer to as spiritual alignment. And I have a whole method in the book called the spiritually aligned action method. If we're in that place of spiritually aligned action, then we can be sure that what we desire will manifest. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. And listeners, thank you so much for your time. You know how grateful I am for that. All of the links will um, be in the show notes. Okay, everyone, remember it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. See you next week. Hi there. Swing back by to say one more thing. You know how I'm always giving advice over here on the show and on social media, and a couple of those things is that I'm always telling you to ask for what you want, be clear about it, and also ask for help. So I am taking a dose of my own medicine, and I'm going to do that right now. It would be the absolute best and mean the world to me if you reviewed and subscribed to this show, Make Some Noise Podcast, on whatever podcast platform of your choice. And even more importantly, it would matter so much if you shared this show. Sharing the show is one of the few ways the podcast can grow, and that also gives more women an opportunity to make some noise in their lives. You can do that by taking a screenshot when you're listening on your phone and sharing it in your Instagram or Facebook stories. If you're on Instagram, you can tag me at Hey Andrea Owen, and I try my best to always reshare those and give you a quick thank you DM. And also, you can tell your friends and family about it. Tell them what you learned. Tell them a really awesome guest that you found on the show that you started following. Whatever it is, I appreciate so much you sharing about this show. 